Welcome to our great logistics community. It is Unboxing Logistics. I'm Lori Boyer and I am your host today. And I am so excited to say that it's almost that time. My favorite time of year, the holiday season. So I know the holiday season can fill us with excitement and fun, also a little bit of fear at times. And that is why I have invited the great and amazing Tom Butt here to be with us. He is gonna walk us through everything we need to know to be ready. This is big expectations here, Tom. Big expectations. Everything we need to know to be ready for the holiday season, to make sure that we have our ducks in a row and that it's way more exciting and way less scary. Um, so Tom, go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit to all of our awesome sure. logistics community. Sure, so I'm Tom Butt. Um, I am here uh, representing, as part of Easy Post um, Summit advisory team and our elevated uh, data insights product. So um, I'm the chief customer success officer across both of those. And what that means is I help our customers get the most out of our product, make sure that they're getting the most out of our teams and the services that we offer. And then across the data product and professional services, how are we making sure that they're integrating and making sure that you get some synergy across both of those things? That's awesome. I love it. So welcome. I know that Tom's been working on something really cool at Summit. Um, well, I'll give you a little sneak preview. Uh, that has to do with holiday readiness, and they've created an awesome, amazing program. Maybe Tom, tell me a little bit more about it so I don't get it all wrong. Sure. So just um, a little bit more background on myself. So I have been in the logistics space for going on over a dozen years now. Did you grow up when you were eight years old and you're like, Mommy, I want to be in logistics. I did really like playing with boxes as a, as a kid. So, um, he so, knew it from so the I, I knew it, boxes, trucks, all of that stuff was really cool. So I get to do that as a career now, which is, is really fun. I love it. Um, and so, you know, I, I've been doing this for about a dozen years now out of, out of school, okay. um, mix of consulting and then working um, with major retailers to make sure that they are executing all of the operational things. So as omni-channel fulfillment, um, which is sort of this intersection of buying things in stores, but also ordering mm -hmm. online. And now we have buy online pickup in store, um, kind of orchestrating all of those efforts and making sure that the customer is getting a seamless experience. So when they click buy or they go into a store that they're getting what they wanted and that they're not, they're not experiencing again, that, that friction of the buying experience so yeah. that they're m more likely going to come back and recommend to their friends and family that that same uh, buying experience from whoever we're helping from a retail side. That's incredible. I love how you use the word orchestrate because I really do feel like it, the entire supply chain, logistics, shipping, sure. all of that industry has a billion trillion gazillion sure. moving pieces at sure. any given time. And so it really is like being the conductor of an orchestra. Sure. Um, I have to say the first time I went, so I did not grow up as an eight-year-old thinking that I was going to be in logistics. Okay. Um, I love, I'm in marketing. And um, when I first joined the industry, I did a ton of research, reading up on it and learning about it. And mm -hmm. boy, that first time though that I stepped into a warehouse, I was blown away at the complexity. Oh yeah. At just the sheer volume of people mm -hmm. and the sheer volume of packages that was just getting moved constantly. Sure. And so it really, it, shout out to you, shout out to all of our our audience, it's incredible. Sure. 
Sure. And it's um it's pretty interesting. Just you talk about the complexity. We're talking you know, there's these are warehouses that are a million plus square feet, mm-hmm. um, tens of millions of units of inventory, hundreds of thousands of SKUs, hundreds of people, automation. There's a lot going on in these in these distribution centers. Um, it's not just, you know, your order comes in and one uh-huh. person goes and grabs the three things off the shelf. It it can be like that, but a lot of times it's a lot more complex than that. Yeah. So Figuring out how to orchestrate all that, again, to kind of anchor on that word is what we help um, and specialize in. That's amazing. And so for the purposes of today's show, um, holiday specific is where we're going to dive in. But before (laughs) we do, I always like to get to know my guests a little bit. So we got you in the hot seat. Perfect. Um, I'm just going to ask you this or that questions. Okay. Just your quick answer. And we'll see uh, if you pass my test of, of being my best friend or not. Uh-oh. Okay. okay. No pressure. Pressure's on. All right. Spring or fall? Ooh, fall. Fall, me too. Good one. Introvert or extrovert? Uh, introvert. Introvert. I think I'm right in the middle. Sure. Ambivert is what I like to say. Okay. For cooking at home or dining out? Ooh, cooking at home. And just the... Aww. The, the caveat there is my wife and I love to cook and have gotten really into it. And we we make steaks and vegetables and all sorts of things. And we're when we go to restaurants, we try to identify those things that are like, can we figure out how to make this at home? So Stop it. He is such a logistics so guy. So we, we get to do that and um, just get to spend time with each other. And that's, do you have a favorite really thing fun. you like to cook? We... So recently, I've been I'm a big fly fisherman, so I've been catching some trout, oh. and we've been doing some surf and turf with steak and trout, Yum. and it's been Yum. it's been really good. And I throw, always wish those were my dreams. Yeah, and, and cooking. Yeah, yeah, and throw throw a good bottle of wine in there, and you oh, get that almost res- restaurant quality experience, but you okay. at home and comfort of your home. I'm gonna so. give Tom's contact info out at the end, <laughs> so we can all hit him up for uh, menus and, and please, recipes please, as well. Please do, please do. <laughs> okay, comedy or drama. Ooh, comedy. Comedy, me too. Skydiving or scuba diving? Ooh, this is a tough one. So I've done both. You've done both. Okay, good. Skydiving is a thrill, but scuba diving, there's just this un- whole underwater world that you can enjoy and not be quite as terrified. Which was scarier? Oh, so skydiving was scarier. Scarier, scarier was skydiving. Scuba diving, I've done the shark diving thing. I've done you did the shark, shark diving. diving thing. Exactly. Okay, I think we know that that you're the uh, adventure so, seeker so scuba, here. So scuba, yeah. <laughs> okay. Watching sports or playing sports? Ooh, um, I'm going to say playing sports. Playing, okay. Uh, um, book version or a movie adaptation? Are you a book guy? I am a big book person. I think that there's a lot in the sh- movies. I think if you're going to adapt something, it's better to adapt it as a series. I agree. Because there's completely. so much complexity and nuance in the I have to give book. you a high five for that one. <laughs> that Perfect. is just, I so agree. My husband's always like, oh, I saw the movie of that. Like, and he didn't read the book and my heart breaks a little bit. So, okay, we're going to do a couple of holiday questions. Perfect. Eggnog or hot chocolate? Hot chocolate. Wrapping paper or gift bag? I like the concept of a gift bag or of a wrapping paper rather. But the execution for me is more the the bag. So is it the work of wrapping it, or is it that you just it doesn't look good? It doesn't look good. I think <laughs> I, I could do a lot of practice and it would look mediocre. And <laughs> it's good to hear you're yeah. not great at something because yeah. you're awesome at everything. Um, big party or small family gathering? Uh, small family gathering that kind of ties in with the introvert thing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, and fancy decorations, or you got like. 
the homemade vibe going on. Ooh, we we go with a little more of a subtle kind of try to be tasteful homemade type of vibe. Oh, so. tasteful homemade. Yeah. Oh, God, you so, are above me. But yeah, give give my wife credit there. That's not <laughs> as much of me though. I like to blame my kids for the uh, homemade vibe, but it probably originated with me. That's where the heart is, right? Yeah, that's right. That's what I tell myself. Okay, now in terms of logistics, online shopping or in-person shopping? Ooh, I'm going to go with the online shopping. Might be some people that are transitioning more and more to that. And I think from the online perspective, um, there was a shift over from desktop to mobile. Uh Um, I think that's made it a lot more convenient. You can do comparison um, for clothes, I typically will like to go in just because I can try on the fit and some of that Me stuff. Too. But um, if it's something that's a hard good, that's something that I would just do the research, get best price, and yeah. do the research there. I love how you said do the, do the research because I think that's huge. Right. That's why everybody's doing sure. it. Okay. Peak season comes along. Would you analyze historical data to get better forecasting, or would you try to adapt to real-time demand fluctuations? Ooh, I think forecast or real time. I think the forecast. So this gets into our, our planning side of things. Okay. Looking at forecast, especially during holidays, patterns amongst individual buyers are a little bit less predictable. Mm. But when you look at aggregate demand, you see that there are patterns that are very, mm, very common year over year. So, mm. for example, if you look at hourly demand patterns on Cyber uh-huh. Monday, the peak is always at that ten o'clock time period and it's very consistent actually Interesting. Um, so there's nuances and variance within the specifics but the bigger macro patterns we see that you can get some some pretty good detail within mm. that oh awesome um would you increase your transportation capacity get more trucks you know something like that or optimize your existing resources this is a, a good question. This one's very dependent. Um, this is going to depend on basically how how are you utilizing and what is the maturity of your existing resource pool. So, uh-huh. so how far are you along that maturity curve? Mm-hmm. And if you're in a place where you've optimized things and you really have kind of squeezed all of the all of the juice out of that lemon that you can, and you're not going to get much more, you might want to consider adding capacity. Um, through that, you're going to want to look at, make sure you're doing your analysis and your diligence, Makes make sense. sure that's that's accurate. Um, you can you can always add more, but if you're not being efficient with what you have, yeah. that's that gets to be a problem. Oh, I love that. That's super smart. So all of you out there, if you have not tried optimizing, start with that. And then finally, would you prioritize speed or accuracy during the holiday season? <sighs> This is another dun, and. Dun, 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 You're giving dun, dun, me a lot dun. of tricky ones here. So um, I'm going to say prioritize accuracy, but speed okay. is speed is very important. Yeah. So fill rate, making sure that you're getting your customers what they ordered um, is, is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if you give that customer a negative experience where they have to go return and they have to go through all of this rigmarole yes. to get things back, especially if it's something that they didn't even order, right. you're going to lose that customer and you're going to lose future sales. That lifetime value of that customer is going to drop off. Yeah. Um, so focus on getting the execution there, but you should be looking at the and. You should be looking at mm. on time, in full. So whatever your customer, um, whatever you've communicated to your customer, they may be forgiving in terms of how long it's going to take. Yeah. But if you delay longer than you said you were going to, 
that's when you start to run into issues and people start calling asking where is my order for those of you familiar with wismo that's a big thing that's out there so make sure that you execute but also fill to yeah. what do you commit to? Do it both. Do it, do it both. <laughs> what, do it and both. I would say as well, like maybe as you get, say it's right before Christmas, maybe speed is going to be sure. really crucial if you're not going to get it there by sure. Christmas, right? A- absolutely. Um, I and had that as a mom before. Yep, yep. Like, oh, you want to be ve- very cognizant of your shipping cutoffs. Mm-hmm. What services are you extending your customer? How are you communicating those cutoff times on the website, making sure that somebody orders something on my birthday, December 23rd, Um, uh, if they order something on December 23rd, is the communication set or the expectation is they will get that by Christmas? Or have you communicated to them it's already too late? Should they be looking at express options? Should you be giving them coupons to go into the store Mm -hmm. so they can do a last minute buy online pickup order? Smart. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. And I think that um, especially in the last few years, as the customer expectations have just continued to rise, 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 rise about sure. how quick it can get here. And sure, sure, you know, because I do sometimes order something and it comes that afternoon, sure. right? Same day, we know same day uh, sure. shipping and delivery. But obviously during such a peak season, that sure. communication is going to be critical. So, okay. Thank you for that. We got to know you a little bit better. Sounds good. And we are going to dive into, I'm really excited, our holiday readiness. Perfect. Um, hopefully everybody, our community, that you're going to come away knowing a little bit more in terms of are you ready, what kind of metrics are you looking yeah, at, and, and those kind of tips. So in terms of logistics, sure. um, can you explain in general what you know holiday readiness means, sure. especially in terms of e-commerce, but for everyone really. Sure. So a big thing with holiday, um, a lot of times that coincides with you know the November, December, mm-hmm. um, Christmas buying patterns. But um, it's really any time that you have a spike in demand over what your mm. your baseline is. So mm-hmm. for example, we work with clients that are in the pool industry, and they may be somebody who yeah, their holiday right. season, their peak is in spring because mm-hmm. everyone's getting ready for pool season. Um, so depending on the industry that you're in, you may have different holiday spikes across yeah, the right. year. Um, but really what it's doing is it's stress testing your, your fulfillment and your supply chain systems. So okay. um, that's across you know, your people, your processes, your technology, your inventory, um, your sales teams. Um, kind of everyone is getting pushed to their limit. Um, okay. So think of it as, you know, rest of the year is kind of that that jog and you're kind of moving along, but this is really where you need to sprint. Mm. Um, and so getting through that sprint, you want to be ready for that. You want to be able to, you want to make sure that you're not, you don't have any breakage points and that, mm-hmm. um, you know, your your timelines and when you're getting things to customers, it becomes a lot more critical. You know, I, I think of it this way. Sometimes, you know, there's a, a volume of 10X typically yeah. in, or up to 10X, mm-hmm. which you might see from a, a standard week. Um, and during so the peak season. during peak season okay. is can be up to 10x what you might expect okay. during a, a regular week. Um, so you're really cramming 10 weeks into one. So okay. mm-hmm. any mistake that you make, if you're down for a couple hours, that's you know down for being a couple days potentially in in yeah. normal times. So um, it's it's really about you know making sure that you have a game plan and that you plan your work, you work your plan. So what you plan wanna... your work, work your plan. Yeah. Okay, and I love we, it. Tom. We have a, a a partner that we work with that he may may recognize that, but um, <laughs> but um, really, what you're doing is you're taking a look at your volumes, you're looking at your capacities, you're looking at how those all match up, and then you're going across, like I said, your your people, 
that you're going to be working with. Mm -hmm. You're going across your, your processes and you're going across your technology. Um, so that could be from a people side, that could be making sure that if you have incremental labor that you're bringing in to address the holiday mm -hmm. volume, right. um, it could be making sure that those folks are trained up, that you have contingency plans, are you working with staffing agencies? What, what sort of things do you need to do to make sure that those mm -hmm. folks, when they come in as guests, are ready to, to execute? Um, likewise, on the process side, you may have things like you know, proactive inventory placement or slotting initiatives mm -hmm. that you're mm -hmm. you're doing that maybe aren't quite as critical non um, non holiday times. Yeah. Um, and then from your your technology standpoint, you want to make sure that your systems are ready and that they're not going to break. So it could be something from you know how many transactions are are you processing per second from your order management system? Um, are your carriers ready to handle that volume? Mm -hmm. Have you communicated? Mm -hmm. Um, so a lot of it is just making sure that you've dotted all your I's, crossed all your T's, yeah. across multitude of dimensions to make sure that everything just flows. You know, I, I mentioned that I'm big into cooking earlier. Uh -huh. For those of you that are familiar with mise en place, which is basically having ev <laughs> having everything <laughs> set up ahead of time, so you have all your your vegetables chopped to the right sizes, and you have all of your oh, your yeah, sauces yeah, made, yeah. and you've made made sure that you didn't you're not going to run out of flour. You basically want to do that same thing, but you want to do that within your warehouses and across your, your fulfillment networks and your stores. Ready. Now, I recently read a study, and I, it was by FedEx, I think, so shout out to my FedEx peaks, but um, that last year, peak season started a little bit earlier than what they sure. had anticipated. Sure. It was It's starting to become bigger, and that sure. maybe this year, especially with kind of all that economic uncertainty, and that... It, Peak season sure. could start longer. What is that a trend you're seeing? And sure. are there other trends or evolutions we're sure. seeing kind of in this whole holiday readiness? So it, it is it is spreading out. Um, so it's not so much driven, you know, Black Friday sales and things uh -huh. like that. Um, those are still really critical and really important. So Cyber Monday and Black Friday are still typically going to be, depending on your industry, um, your yeah, two biggest really big. sales days of the year. Um, because of the shock that those volume spikes due to to fulfillment systems, uh -huh. people are trying to come up with creative ways to spread that demand out so that you're not oh. not completely trying to cram everything into those so this few is kind weeks. of driven by our yeah it's our there's consumer. a there's a feedback mechanism there okay, so I cool. I read into and I, I'm not quite sure exactly what Jeff Bezos is thinking but <laughs> we've got Prime Day and things uh -huh. like that that people are trying to take. Some of that volume and again spread yeah. it out. So like it's, Prime Day's just right. in July or something this year was. Correct, right? correct. So, um, so there are retailers that are trying to get creative with that, to, um, those sorts of things to drive, drive demand and you know maybe chop the top off of that peak uh -huh. a little bit and spread it out because, um, you know instead of trying to cram all that volume into a week or two, if you can sp spread it out mm -hmm. across four or five weeks, that's that's going to be better. Do you recommend that 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 is something that are so if we have an e-commerce business, do you recommend that yeah, method of trying to get some good sales it, out if early? You, if you can get creative, I know um, you know things like Veterans Day sales and things like mm -hmm. that that are maybe mm -hmm. a little bit ahead of the the holiday. Um, Try to push those if you can. Mm. Um, your customer, your consumer is ultimately going to be the one who dictates yeah, that. Right. Um, so your customer, your consumer, maybe somebody who, um, maybe they want to shop during Christmas. Maybe they just right. they just want to get you know their Christmas shopping in. Maybe it's a family tradition or something it like that. Could be part of the experience sometime, yeah, right? Yeah, but but you may have people that you can incentivize to get things a little mm -hmm. ahead of time and make it a little easier on yourself. Yeah, I have, I'm the kind of person who that's always my goal. Mm -hmm. I'm going to start shopping early. I have seven kids. So wow. 
you know, I got trucks coming to my house like four times a day (laughs) during peak season, but I never get around to it. So I, I, you know, maybe at some point, but yeah, Yeah. I can, I can see that happening. And and there are those folks too that wait until the day before and they're like, shoot, Christmas is coming up. (laughs) That'd be my husband. Yeah. Yeah. So he might be more of a buy online, pick up in store kind of a guy. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So what do you see as the biggest challenges that our logistics industry faces during holiday season, peak season? So I would say big one right now is carrier capacity. So, um, you know, as we speak, we're looking at strikes from UPS and and that's something that's out there. Everyone's scared, Um, yeah. And, you know, throughout the pandemic, basically e-commerce capacity got a lot more constrained. Mm -hmm. Um, So one of the things you're going to want to make sure you do is is you're communicating with your carriers, your your FedExes, your UPS, your USPS, your DHLs, Mm -hmm. um, to make sure that they're aware of any volume spikes that you have because they will, if you don't Mm -hmm. give them a reasonably accurate forecast, they may leave trucks sitting. You you do the work to get things out the door ready to be shipped. Mm. And they say, hey, you didn't communicate with us. We're, we weren't ready to pick up this extra volume. Um, so making sure that that, that capacity yeah, yeah. is there is a really key ingredient to, to this whole mix. I always like to say over-communicate, you know, err Correct. on the side of over-communication than under-communication. You know, I've worked in a few industries and this one is extraordinarily relationship driven and communication driven. And so, yeah, I think that's super smart. Keep those, those lines open. Um, I, I'm hearing a lot, especially as we're talking e-commerce with holiday, a lot of times people do tend to rely on their one favorite, um, carrier, Mm -hmm. uh, do you have tips for testing the waters to expanding a little bit or D- anything? Diversify where you can. Um, yeah. If you haven't talked with a rep, you know, maybe you're exclusively UPS. If you haven't mm-hmm. talked with a FedEx rep, just reach out. I think getting those relationships yeah. established and um, doing those sorts of things, looking at, you know, rate shopping engines and mm-hmm. ways that you can diversify your carrier set. So you're not, not as reliant on one carrier. Yeah. You know, there's weather or there's other things yes. like that that you might need to, to yes. consider during those holiday seasons. Um, that you've had those conversations. At least get that yeah. ball rolling. Ideally, you do that earlier in the year. Um, yeah. but it's but, not too late. But it's not too late. So, <laughs> so definitely start talking about you know what would it look like, and you know there are contract negotiations and things like that. Yeah. So, um, you know, I would say there's getting to be a lot more of a, a gig economy too in terms of mm-hmm. you know you have um, same day ship same day delivery uh-huh. services same day shippers yeah um, you know uh, Uber delivery things like that 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 might be options for you if you have kind of exhausted anything with some of the major carriers so there's, there's some things that you really can do there. cool. Um, really cool alternative carrier options, regional carriers. We I spoke with one of uh, our um, Easy Post customers recently. Easy Post, we have a, a great you know shipping API, but this customer in particular had talked about during COVID when we did have all those carrier limitations mm-hmm. and being able to like shift over to regional carriers and then yeah, go absolutely. back. You know whatever your routes are, that there are other options and, yeah. and just having additional options. I think yeah, it's really critical. Absolutely. And you know, it's it's not just um kind of a binary like you either use a carrier or don't. Um there are some just capacity mm-hmm. plays that you can do. So let's say your volume spikes a little more than you anticipated. Yeah. If you have a plan, you can see how much more did it spike than I yes. anticipated. So you kind of have a magnitude that you can play there. 
and then say, you know, what are my options? Is it something that I need to look at a solution for just a little bit of time mm -hmm. for a little bit? Or is it is this looking like this is going to be a long term thing right. for a lot of volume? Yeah. So just a couple things to consider there. Yeah, those shipment spikes, those are that like excitement, but also fear that come oh, with the totally. holiday season. Like, yes, they love this. Totally. Crap, how are we going to get it to them? Sure. So um, for sure, that's part of it. What are some of the biggest pitfalls then? We talked about maybe you have that big spike and you don't know what to do. So what are common pitfalls companies run into during the holiday? Sure. So I think first first and foremost is just the <clears throat> being unable to process the volume, right? So mm -hmm. if you have a certain set capacity that you can get through your warehouse in a day, um, not being able to get through that volume kind of sets off this cascade of events where mm. all of a sudden orders start to age. Um, in some cases, that's going to impact when your customer gets your package. If you have more sophisticated software that's upgrading package services, okay. um, that could be really expensive. Um, so I think understanding what your volume is, where that volume is going to hit. So if you okay. look at... That's say, that forecasting you talked about. Correct. Okay. So if you're looking at you know, where your volume is going to hit across channels, mm -hmm. so... You know, maybe you have ship from store as an option. That's something where mm. you want to anticipate what volumers are you sending to ship from store? Mm -hmm. What volume is going across maybe a, a third-party logistics provider or partner that you have? Yeah. What's going to each of your, if you have multiple warehouses, what's going to each of those warehouses? Um, so I think understanding where your volume is going, mm -hmm. anticipating that, and then what are your fail-safes? So if you... Let's say there's a weather event on the East Coast. Can you shift volume to the West Coast and still yeah. still get packages out so that you're not putting those customer orders at risk? Um, mm -hmm. There's some things that you can do around making sure that those volumes are anticipated to some degree, and then you have a plan okay. to work through those. Or if they spike higher, what is the what are your alternatives? What options do you have? Okay, awesome. So I want to talk a little bit. I know so. One of the things that you are conducting and that you help companies with is doing a full like holiday readiness assessment. Sure. Um, I would love to know when you're getting in and, and digging in with companies, sure. um, what what are the key elements sure. that you would want to assess? What what do you think businesses should be looking on when they do their own assessment? Sure. So um, you know, I, I mentioned it. Um, you know, the forecasting and planning piece is is huge. Understanding what's mm -hmm. going to go where. I think. Um, Inventory placement would be another big one. So okay. as you're writing your POs for the holiday season, okay. you know, where are you intending those to land? What you should roughly match where your POs are being written across you know, your stores network or maybe your um, your DCs or your okay. three PLs. Where are you placing that inventory? Another big component of that is not just the unit quantity, but across your your item set or your SKU base, you know, what are you sending? that may be shipping in the same box. So if I order, you know, a mug and I order, you know, something like this this pineapple here, <laughs> you know, what if if I'm if I'm anticipating my customers to buy both of those things at the same time, should I look at ways that I can get those into a single box so that, you know, we yes. can manage costs and mitigate the yes. number of packages? Um, so your inventory placement is huge. Mm. Um, also, when those when those receipts arrive, so okay. there's sort of this process of it's you know if you played the game snake, uh -huh, there's uh -huh. the snake eating the the egg, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. that egg, the the volume will kind of flow through your whole system, and mm. so your 
your biggest spike to start is going to be, you know, your inventory landing into your, your warehouses. So okay. what's your receiving plan? You know, are you, um, how are you receiving that merchandise in? When do you want it available for sale? Um, not just having, you know, hundreds of trucks potentially show up at your, your warehouse door and saying, okay, this stuff all needs to be unloaded tomorrow. Yeah. You need a plan. So you need to sequence when that stuff comes in. Talk about stressing out right. your, uh, your workforce and right. all of those different yep. assets you yep. mentioned earlier. So you want to, you want to, in addition to the forecasting, the inventory placement, your receiving plan, then you want right. to start to transition to what's going on in your warehouse, right? So mm-hmm. um, that again, kind of go across the the people, process, technology um, mm-hmm. spectrum. You know, you want to make sure that you have the right people, that they're trained in the right ways. Um, if you How early to, do they need to start training? They should probably start training, assuming a, a November, December holiday, mm-hmm. I would say sometime in the, you should have the staffing plan in place by September at the latest. Okay. And then throughout September and October, even into Get early November, that training, that training should be in and solidified. Um, okay. So start looking at your, your people, um, looking at within the warehouse, what are those folks doing? So mm-hmm. are they trained on receiving? If you train them on outbound shipping processes in in August, you know, they might not have the right skill set to receive that yeah. merchandise. So you wanna you wanna orchestrate again the the training component. You wanna make sure that you have um, organizational change management folks in mm-hmm. there that um, have provided your supervisors and your management team the tools and resources that they need to help support okay. these potentially new people coming into the building, providing that incremental support. Um, you know, how are they addressing, um, you know, uh, limited term employees, LTEs, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. as compared to your full time or maybe temp workers? Um, so you're looking at that. You're looking at your system, so your warehouse management system, upstream from that, your order management system, and how your your orders are flowing across to your um, your buildings, how the, that's being orchestrated. Um, so that from the system side, you're making sure that that volume can kind of flow through, um, that there's any sort of changes or systems improvements that you have a code, a code freeze. Okay. So from the technology side, you want to make sure that any improvements or enhancements yeah. are kind of landed and I- implemented by that, call it like mid-October timeframe at the okay. latest, um, so that your teams have the ability to test out those changes, make sure that everything is implemented ideally sooner. But at the very least, you shouldn't be making systems changes, you know, mid-October and and beyond. Okay. So let's say that you're looking at your entire process and you're thinking, it's kind of a mess. I don't have a lot of time, you know, time sneaking up. People, processes, systems, where would you look first? So I I would say, you kind of want Putting to be on the spot. I know. I, I would say you want to put, you know, you want to make sure you're looking at all three. Um, the people. Um, He's got the political answer. Yeah. <laughs> the the people piece, um, because you need to have people that know what they're yeah. doing. Mm-hmm. Um, they can help figure out the, the process and the technology stuff. Yeah, um, but point. I think getting the right people in mm-hmm. the right roles, making sure that they know what they're going to be doing, coming up with that plan. Um, yes allows them to align to what's going to be happening. Yeah. Well, and I love because people are a little bit more unpredictable in terms of sure. we have emotions, we get sure. sick, we, sure. where processes and systems sometimes, you know, sure. they don't have feelings. So sure. that's a great point, getting your people in, getting sure. them trained, and then using them sure. as a resource. Sure. That's great. So if we focused on people first, then processes, then yeah. systems. And- 
Yeah. Because people I, need to be earlier. You said September. Yeah, I would I would say, you know, at the latest September. Okay. <laughs> but Get um, make, make, make sure that that training is in. Again, you, you can have temp workers that are coming in and have uh -huh. training plans. Um, you do want to train those people up on processes that have been established. So you want to make sure that your standard operating procedures, your SOPs are in place. Do you have training tips? We have somebody on our team that's really good at training. Um, <laughs> awesome, shout but, out. And I'll, I'll try to, I'll try to uh, do her justice here. So um, I would say, you know, big, big thing is make sure that you're communicating processes that are tested and are okay. something that you believe in. So not just write a process and then say, hey, go do this. Find out later that it's not the right process. Yes. It's confusing. Yes. Um, but I would, I would say just make sure that you're you are training the trainers first. So you have champions, uh -huh. your Smart. supervisors, your managers. These are typically the people that are going to be running your operations day-to-day non-holiday. Uh -huh. Make sure that those people are really solid okay. and that they can evangelize how your operation works and sort of the culture and how you do things. I like how you said like getting their feedback. Yeah. Not just being like, here, go do this. It works. Right. And exactly. So, yeah, they're the people on the front lines each day. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Okay. Any other specific tips, actionable tips that businesses can take? Sure. Um, so I think a couple things. One would be come up with a communication plan. So okay. communication plan. That communication plan is, you know, clearly identifying who is specifically doing what. If something happens, what are they saying? Okay. Who are they escalating to? When do they escalate? Um, that That's a big thing. Um, a lot of warehouses and fulfillment centers out there, um, there are a lot of vendors that you're working with. So mm -hmm. that could be a software vendor like, you know, Manhattan, or right. it could be, you know, cloud storage that you need to, to contact and say, hey, if we need more storage than we anticipated, who do we reach out to? So, so who would put together the communication plan? Um, that's typically going to be somebody, um, you know, operations manager, somebody okay. operations director, somebody that's, all those processes. that's reporting mm -hmm. up through typically okay. like a COO. Okay, um, great. So I would say, you know, make sure you have that communication plan. Make sure that you have the analytics in place. Okay, so number two analytics. Make sure that you have, um, make sure that you have your KPIs, your key performance indicators. Mm -hmm. um, again, across sort of a, a trifecta of you know speed. So how quickly are things moving through the process? Yeah. Um, cost. How much are you spending to do those things? And then tech, mm -hmm. um, and then quality. So we mentioned earlier the making sure that you're filling orders to their, you're getting the customer what they ordered, yeah. um, not canceling too much. So you wanna make sure that you're looking at those elements and making sure that you have the the business intelligence tools um, out there, yeah. something like like an Elevate just to, to plug <laughs> us a little bit. Um, <laughs> you go, have pe pe People have their own um, business intelligence tools that yeah. could be like an SCI, it could be, yeah. You know something else but um whatever tableau. it is they need to have something correct so that mm -hmm. you can kind of navigate and use that as a as a guide to okay. say how are you doing so you you created this plan you want to figure out how you're executing to it and if you don't have that visibility you're kind of you're kind of flying in the dark right okay awesome um what about and we talked about this a little bit but do you have any specific tips around their contingency plans or backup plans or any examples even of maybe a company that's had an effective backup plan stories, anything like that? Sure. Um, you know, I, I think big thing for me is, you know, making sure that if you need to shift volume around. Um, so I mentioned it earlier. Um, if you have a weather event that shuts down mm -hmm. trucking lanes. We had a huge one last year. Yes. Huge one. 
yeah so if you have you know ice storms or you have oh. power outages or things like that make sure that you can if you can again shift volume um across your different fulfillment channels um you know that could be something like your packaging right um mm -hmm. if you have you should be proactively communicating with your packaging supplier to make sure that they're going to be able to you know stock or top off any of your mm -hmm. corrugates or any of your dunnage anything that you might be mm -hmm. using there um but it may be just hey if if something goes wrong and i can't get people into the building is there another temp agency that i need to to reach out to that yeah maybe we've pre-vetted to some mm -hmm. minor degree so um there's things like that that you can do just as again you should be thinking through those things what happens if you know, I can't get any more FedEx trucks. Who do I, right. who am I going to? Um, so those are just some, some that Seems come like to mind. It would be great just to sit down with a bunch of stakeholders and just have a big yeah. old brain dump of Correct. what problems have we seen in the past? What things could we potentially anticipate? That's absolutely, absolutely <laughs> and correct. And then everybody learning. can go cry after. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> fear, but, but... <laughs> but you would rather cry about it ahead of time and exactly. then have, have some time to do something about it rather great than point cry about it where you're losing customers, potentially sales, exactly. um, and, and not, um, not saving money and kind yeah. of, um, from, from an expense, expense management standpoint. Yeah. I, I, that makes a ton of sense. I mean, it's simply taking all the information, the knowledge, the data, the experience that you have within your own company, mm -hmm. every company is slightly different. So the problems one company may face sure. are going to be slightly different. So sure. taking advantage of that knowledge and using yeah. it. And, and one thing I might add is, mm -hmm. um, you know, you're doing that sort of pre-gaming exercise with all of the stakeholders, making sure that everyone knows their responsibility, everyone knows their part and who they need to reach out to if something happens. Um, you, should, you should also have something, um, I've heard it called a war room in the past, mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. during the holiday season, you have it a, is a, a, war, Tom. a central, <laughs> you have a central hub of, of a place that you can go um, to, to basically funnel all communications yeah. You know, that could be through something like a twice daily touch base. It could mm -hmm. be um, just having a, a chat thread open that people escalate issues through, making sure that your your support teams are queued up and are able to expand or ramp, making sure that your customer service teams know how to field calls, that they're getting a little bit of visibility to what's going on with the operation. Mm. Um, so lots of, lots of fun that. stuff there. And then I will also plug post-holiday, okay. you should be doing a... What the hell just happened? Yes. So looking at debrief. How do, quickly do you feel like? Do you give people a minute to like, or are you like, hey, let's debrief before we forget? So what's I, the opinion I, of Tom? Ideally, what you're doing is as you go through your your day to day in the war room, you're mm -hmm. taking down any opportunities that you have. Mm. So you have sort of a running list. Okay. And then, um, typically that that Christmas to New Year's time frame, people need a little bit of time to recharge. <laughs> Um, but I would that's the people element yeah. of the people processes yeah. uh, systems. And, and um, know too that your teams are also post-holiday likely processing yeah. a lot of returns. Mm -hmm. um, so they just got through this this marathon sprint and now they're asked to do, you know, at least a, a 5K maybe at the end yes. of that. So, yes. Um, I had a brother-in-law who ran long distance in college and he would run a five-mile cool down after. Yeah, so it's yeah. exactly so, what so, you're doing, so talking about. Exactly. Um, but I would say, you know, that that mid-January time frame, okay. you were taking a look at and you're saying we should be debriefing if you need to get folks on site, if people are distributed, 
um, do that in that January timeframe. So that will give you kind of the balance of the year to kind of figure those things out, prioritize your initiatives, yes. understand where you might need to carve out some capital dollars to fix things mm -hmm. for, for the next year. And that's the same time of year when we start to get a lot of reports that that kind of pile in of overall industry trends sure. and what happened during sure. peak and you know some of that info like, oh, it went longer or we saw more hiccups here or there. So. In, I would recommend, in addition to doing your own, that you look a little bit outside and look at the, yeah. the greater industry oh, totally. trends as well. Totally. Um, and if you have, you know, a consulting partner or a vendor mm -hmm. that may be out there, mm, yeah. a lot of them, you know, you mentioned FedEx earlier, mm -hmm. a lot of them will share those insights um, yeah, and at least to. give you thematic trends. You know, yep. was, this a, was this a light peak? Was this a mm -hmm. heavy holiday? Exactly. Um, you know, did weather events in the East Coast? How did carriers yes. perform? Those sorts of things right. are all... I'll get discussed. Awesome. Okay. Well, I have loved having you here, but I do want to hear from you if you have any last minute tips or important takeaways, some of the great things that I learned today focused <laughs> to me around communication. Absolutely. Keeping the communication open, sure. open, open. I think that when we go in and study logistics or even dive in, yeah. we don't think of communication as sure. being a big piece of it, but you know, from what yeah. you're saying, it's huge. Yes. I really learned yeah. that today. Um, any other last minute tips or what kind of support do you provide around this sort of holiday readiness? Sure. So um, one of the things that, that we do is a summit advisory team. Um, we have a lot of industry professionals that have been through probably collectively hundreds of, of peaks. Um, right. But um, I, I would say if you can go out and you know, take some of those individuals that maybe have been at your organization, okay. or if you want, go talk with um, consulting agencies just to say, mm -hmm. hey, are there things that on this list we should be looking at that we haven't mapped out? So right. you want to make sure that you're kind of spot checking your work where you can. Mm -hmm. um, we are happy to help provide that service if need be. Awesome. Um, but, you know, it might just be reaching out to somebody, peers in the industry, yeah. friends. Um, sure. You know, and one of the things being in retail is as a consumer, how what what's the experience that you would want? Mm -hmm. And just think through, you know, how can we make sure that this is as frictionless as possible to those those folks, make sure that they're not waiting on call centers too long, those sorts of things. Just so, take some time to think about it and correct. look through it. Sometimes correct. we're so busy and, that Yeah, and the, the, and the sooner the better. Um yeah. I think, you know, as as painful as some of these exercises might be, again, it's it's a lot more painful if you go through it, you don't have a plan and you've figure out things and you will figure out things that you didn't plan for. Just note those down and it's a scientific iterative process to, to get things built out. I love it, Tom. It has been so good having you. Okay. I'm sure people are going to want to reach out and contact you. Sure. Um, if they want to follow you or get in touch with you, what what is the best way for them to do that? Sure. Um, so I would say, you know, easiest way is probably going on LinkedIn. Um, okay, so, you know, Tom Butt, um, on LinkedIn, I'm part of the, the Easy Post family, Chief Customer awesome. Success Officer um, for um, Summit Advisory Team and our Elevate uh, data product. Um, so feel free to reach Love out it. to me there. Um, if I'll not, throw a link in so that you guys can click yeah, it in the perfect. description. But yeah, looking forward to hearing from everyone and looking forward to navigating another holiday, making sure that we're keeping our, excited. our customers happy. So. All right, guys, let's get out there. Be more excited than scared. Um, have an awesome holiday season, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.